Hi, my name is Karina Harney, Playboy's Playmate of the Year, 1992. And I'm Echo Johnson, Miss January, 1993. Welcome to the Bunny Chronicles. To do Let's that, go. Hey, girl. Hi, Echo. How's it going? Good. What's been happening? Well, you know, I got a great Uber from the airport. <laughs> and here we go. And here we go. Here All we right. are. So um, today we have David Macy coming on the show. And when was the last time we saw David? Oh, my gosh. Well, actually, a couple of months, but it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. In person? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Oh, my gosh. There he is. He's right I here. didn't even see him there. <laughs> all right. Let's do Let's do a quick intro so all y'all know who this wonderful person is that is joining us. So David Macy worked at Playboy for 24 years as a staff photographer. Um, he was hired in 1980 by the company. Hello. Yes. You're yes. All, she, I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm staring at the camera. She's like, I look so I'm staring pretty. at David on the, No, I'm staring at David. Yes, him. Uh, we, we have a screen in front of us, and that's what I'm looking at. I'm watching David. Um, oh yes. So, okay. And so David worked out of the Chicago offices initially. How many years did you work out of the Chicago offices, David? Uh, all through the 80s. I moved to LA Jan 1 of 90. That's right. So you were you were in Chicago for a good decade, and then oh. you were able to come West Coast and work with the editor on the West Coast, which is Marilyn Grabowski. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So um, we're just going to kind of just free flow here. and Yeah. Well, I and, mean, and just, you know, just the whole point of this is honestly get- what, you know, this is our second <laughs> interview. And, and, and if we just go back through everything that we talked about and, and some of the things that we discussed with you and, and that you brought up. Um, of course, this whole podcast is our homage to Hef and, and all of the different lives that were touched by him or that obviously you were a big part of Playboy. And, and so I think the first thing we asked you before, and we'll ask you again, how did you end up in the Playboy family no. as what? How do you want to know how he started as a photographer? Even wait no, up. No, 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 uh, no. Okay, let Echo do this. I don't know what I'm doing, David. I'm. <laughs> I have no idea. No clue. Okay. <laughs> we can edit this part well, out. <laughs> no, no, we can keep it. Echo, okay. go. <laughs> Here, take the paper. Oh my goodness! I can't. Okay, it's okay. Okay. All right, let's see. um, Yeah, so, okay. So, uh, David started working um, with Playboy in the 80s. Well, he got hired as a staff photographer. Right. And as a staff photographer, explain what that position actually entailed. Were you shooting centerfolds? Were you doing the the newsstand specials? Well, at first, um, actually, I started freelancing for Playboy in the late 70s, 1978 and 1979. I was freelancing when I was still living in Texas, in fact, in a very small town in East Texas. It was very, uh, it, was, it was pretty amazing because um, my photography had only been going for maybe four or five years. Five years. I, I started in ni- late 1973, early 74, teaching myself photography. 
And by 77, 78, I was already beginning to freelance for Playboy. And that was due to the fact that I had photographed a girl from Shreveport, Louisiana, and she was supposed to be flying to Chicago. That's right. That's, yeah. yeah. For Playmate, and she carried my film with her. Okay. And we won't be this much of a nightmare every time. <laughs> Just right now. Okay. So, let, so let's go back. All right. Today we have David Meesey. One of our uh, old. And, yes. and we were just talking about how David Meesey started in, in 1980 as a staff, a staff photographer, photographer. And his very Wait, first. I thought he was a janitor at the building. Yes, he was a janitor <laughs> and he found a girl in the bathroom. And, then and he took said, a Can I take your photos? <laughs> yeah, it right. almost went in another direction. Uh, but no, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so 20, 24 years, 22 years, 24 years, David. About 24. Yeah. I started actually um, freelancing for the magazine in the late 70s, 1977, 78. And you had an and, injury, right? I'm sorry? You had an injury that pulled you out of the game. I was, what's very interesting, and I'll throw this in here as a little bit of trivia. The reason I got into photography was actually due to my doctor. I had, in 1972, I was in a really bad motorcycle crash uh-huh. and I couldn't walk for nearly a year. Right. And the doctor who was treating my injury on my leg, my ankle, um, was an, was an amateur photographer and I was an artist before I was a photographer. Right. Right. So I was bringing in my artwork and showing him every month when I'd go in for my checkup. So one month he said to me, you know, you should buy a camera instead of making people sit for you to draw them. Okay. So after I was able to walk again, I bought a camera started teaching myself photography. Well, let's go forward now to current time. I'm going back to Texas in just a couple of weeks for my high school reunion. Oh, how fun. And, and, and that same doctor that got me to get into photography is still alive. Oh, you have to go and see I'm, him. I'm going to see him. We've nice. been oh, talking wonderful. email and I'm going to see him. His name is Dr. Hilliard, and it's amazing. I mean, full circle. He must the have man been a young was, doctor, too, back then. He was probably in his early 30s at the time. I think he said now he's in his late 80s, oh, wow. maybe early 90s, and he's still alive. And he's no, I mean, he's not practicing any longer, but I mean, he's still alive. And and he pointed talking, you in the whole direction. I mean, talk about God's divine intervention. That that occurs. Exactly. <laughs> wow. wow. So for me to be able to go back and see him and thank yeah, him, I'm taking yeah. him a book of That's my huge. work. Nice. He doesn't know this, of oh, course. I'm surprise. taking a book of my work. We're gonna send I'm him gonna this. Take, I'm going to, I'm going to take him to dinner. I mean, whatever. I mean, I just, I can't wait to see the man. It's, well, and your... we've been talking uh, via emails. It's yeah, just right. amazing. He is who so puts cool. you on the path. And, Echo and I have talked about this over and over again. It it gives me goosebumps that I think a lot of people that ended up in the Playboy family, it's it's a story like that. It's it's like being set on a path. And I mean, and think about this, David. I mean, as strange as it is, had you not had that accident, who knows if you actually would have ended up working full time with Playboy? Some of the most legendary photos from him. Yeah. And now, and now there's another little bit of trivia. Let's go forward to not like late 1979. I'm in Dallas. I'm freelancing for Playboy at the time. And Jeff had wanted me to go to Dallas to an auto show where there were five Playmates one of whom was Dorothy Stratton. Yes. And so I was just freelancing and I was taking photos of the girls signing up on a table. 
they took a break, went back to the green room, and I was invited to go back with them. Now, I did not had not met any of the playmates at the time. So I go in and I'm like the shy young guy and I'm, I'm over across the room from where all the girls are. And they're all laughing and going. And I'm, and I'm not making this up. Dorothy looks over and sees me and smiles. And, I, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's Dorothy Stratton. And, I, I'm, and she was already playmate of the year, I believe. Oh, wow. And so, and so I said, uh, I mean, I'm sitting there on the floor and she starts walking toward me and I'm freaking out. Oh, my God, that's <sighs> Dorothy Stratton. She's coming to me. What am I going to say? So I stand up. She comes over and she goes, hi, I'm Dorothy. What's your name? And I, I go, uh, uh, I go, David. <laughs> and she goes, yeah. and, she, and she said, um, are, do you work for the newspaper? And I go, no, I'm here for Jeff Cohen. Oh, I love Jeff. Da, da, la, la, la. She goes, so you work for the magazine? I go, well, I'm freelancing. She goes, and this is what she said, honestly. She goes, welcome to the Playboy family. And she goes, girls, come over and meet David. I mean, she, And they all come over yeah, and she, met me and talked with me. It was amazing. And that was another moment that really sort of set my my goals to to continue to work for the magazine. Right, she was right. so sweet, so Every, nice. She was Everyone top-notch. said I mean, that about was absolutely her. amazing. You know, actually, it's Genuine. interesting that you um, are telling us this story because I had um, thought about this and then I forgot about it, but until I brought it up, we need to do a show on Dorothy Stratton and who she was as a reference point and we could play it before David's interview. Okay. That would be, or, oh. or do it before okay, David's yeah. interview. That would be uh, really That must have been even more yeah. devastating, her having touched your life, because mm. she did. I mean, she obviously and then it was affected the you. Next, yeah. You know, only a few months later that she was gone. That travesty. Such a I mean, it was just what awful. What was that and like when you heard the news? It's surreal. It's, it it's was so surreal. gruesome and, and yeah, brutal. It was, it was unbelievable. And, and I just like, because I had met her only months prior. And she was uh, so sweet to me and made me feel welcome yeah. to Playboy. Mm-hmm. And so for me to hear this, I was just like, how could that happen? And yeah. and so, um, I mean, I was in Chicago at the time, I think, and, and it was just, everybody was devastated. I mean, it was like a very strange time oh. when that all went down and, 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 it, and it lingered. I, and nightmare. I guess, yeah, absolutely nightmare. And I guess we could just kind of do a, a quick little um, uh, bit on on who Dorothy Stratton was for viewers that are watching this and may not know. So Dorothy Stratton was playmate of the year in 1980, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she was just adored and loved by everybody and heft obviously, and she became Playmate of the Year, and she had this really atrocious man that she was with, and he ended up murdering her and then killed himself. So it was a murder-suicide, and just right when she was just barely, barely taking off, and it was just the right. end of a beautiful young mm. life. So, But we'll do more on that. And there, have been, and there have been movies made about it. The Star 80. Yeah. yeah. The movie was with Eric and, and so, I mean, it was, and, and they continue to talk about it to this day at times. Sure. I mean, and the sad thing is that they the, the media being as the media but continue to come up and try to dredge up all the bad stuff right of instead course. of talking about all the positive things she was and who she was and she was an amazing person obviously because i mean i, I was I, I was blown away by the fact that she literally walked across the room to me and introduced herself to me and and made me feel so comfortable and welcome mm-hmm. and it was just like I wasn't, I would have never gone over to them. And she and really was, was a rising star. She yeah. was one of she those that oh, yeah. was yeah. ready to hit, yeah, in, in movies. And, and she was and the it epitome was, of the girl next door, like 100% and just sweet and kind as can be from, you know, everybody that we hear that from. So, 
Wow. Yeah, that was the thing. She had no attitude. Mm -mm. She was completely real. And she was just back from filming... You know, and she'd fall in love. Who, oh, in yeah. Love who was the, the um, Who was the director? That oh, she, the director was. Uh, and, what's his name? He's a big director. Tom, uh, t- Mc, no. m- you guys, we do this every time. Um, we do this every time, and and I'll know right when we leave. It's like when we couldn't. Someone think of, in, uh, someone on your Malka, staff. Malkovich. Yeah. <laughs> Malkovich. Not Malkovich. No, we'll no, to, no, 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 no. Um, um, we'll have to look it up. We'll know. We'll we'll do remember. I can Google it. I'm yeah, Google, Google it, Google it <laughs> and we're go, all going to laugh that we can't think of his name. He's a, he's such an incredible filmmaker. It's still, he's still a legendary. Well, human and then being. he went on and to marry Dorothy's lo- sister. Yeah, and he loved her. I'm sure they both. Yeah. Yeah. How horrible! What? Yeah, but he loved her and she loved him. Yeah. You could, you would just, you know, I, I don't know okay, that. Okay, I got it. Who? Peter Bogdanovich. Yes, Peter, Bogdanovich. Yeah, Bogdanovich. What did I say? Something, bitch. <laughs> Something, bitch. <laughs> like yeah, I knew Peter I had the last. Peter Bogdan- Bogdanovich. Yes, wow. and she had just yeah. come back from filming and they had fallen in love and she had just outgrown this this kind of creepy guy. She was so innocent, she didn't even see his creep factor until the world opened up to her. Yeah. It was Hef that really pointed it out, actually. I mean, yeah. Hef, was, I know. You know I heard about that. You know why? Always a you know good why, judge of character. You know why, um, like, men, boyfriend, not men, but, like, boyfriends and husbands were not typically allowed at the mansion because was because of, of Dorothy Stratton and her. Because and, of jealousy. Yep. Because yep. jealousy is an evil, evil well, thing. Well, it was just, uh, oh. Hef could tell that he was... A bad person. Yes. Like Hef knew, like, what the hell right. are you doing? Like, get yes. away from him. Yeah. That he was a scumbag. So anyway. Um, okay. So let's go back to you and at Playboy and um, and Chicago specifically. So uh, were you so sh- shooting centerfolds or you were doing you when were I first started, When I first started out, I was shooting pictorials for the magazine. Okay. Uh, the, the girls of whatever. Also, along with David Chan. I was shooting the college girl pictorials each year. Each fall, there would be a college girl pictorial, the girls of the Southeast Conference, right, I remember the girls that. of the Pac-10, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. those. Every year, there was a different conference. And I was working on those with him. And then I also were do- I was also doing um, solo pictorials. The, uh, my first one being, I think it was the women of Brana for the women of Mall Bell. Uh, and then I, it continued from there to where I was doing girls of Texas, the girls of Alaska, and, and the women of Wall Street. So it just kept going, going, going. And then in 1983, was it? 80, uh, I did a, I did a gatefold of Susie Schott. Now you have to explain and what gatefold a gatefold is because people are not oh, sure what sorry. that means. But they we still do. called it. Yeah. Yes, they still called the, it. That. That's what it was officially being called back then. It was called a gatefold because it would swing out like a gate in the magazine. The centerfold. But it's yeah. everybody thinks of it uh, these days as a centerfold. That was the centerfold girl. Well. Um, Anyway, I I was I used to when I first moved to Chicago, I used to go to a place on Rush Street called PS Chicago. Rush, I think it was at Russian uh, State. Anyway, it was called PS Chicago. It was kind of a a, a a bar restaurant. Right. So this really cute waitress walked up to me, and I and again I was just I just started, and I was just like hyper. Yeah, I was going to find playmates, and I did find a lot of them, by the way. So. And she comes up to me and I go, oh, here, I, I just kept watching. She kept on and she was adorable. And I go, look, here's my business card. I work at Playboy, which is just down the street from here. I think you're likely a Likely story, and, she probably thought. I know. She's like, likely right. story. <laughs> many, but I had an official card. That, it didn't that gives me a question, not to jump ahead, but how many Playmates did you discover before you even started shooting the centerfold? 
Oh, um, a, a, one, uh, actually, Kim MacArthur. Oh, wow. I found Kim MacArthur. And wow. she was my first find in Texas. While I was still living in Texas, I found Kim MacArthur. Aww. And so, so anyway, uh, then it was her. And then, so I, I told her, I said, look, don't call me, call this number. It's the mm-hmm. magazine. Mm-hmm. Tell them that you met me and that David Meese would like you to come in and talk about testing for Playmate. And she was just kind of blown away. Like what? And, and, I, and I'm like, this is for real. I promise. Call the number. A couple of days later. She walks into the offices uh, up on the 11th floor at the Chicago office. She comes down the hallway and I see her. She comes right to my office, sits down and she goes, well, tell me about this. And I'm like, well, this is what you have to do. And I introduced her to Gary and everybody. And they said, yeah, you know, she's really cute. Let's test her. I did her playmate test uh, at a house uh, not far from the, uh, uh, like a red, uh, what do they they call them? Redstone? Brownstones. 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 And it was really cute. And I did this pose of her at a table uh, sitting against, well, sitting against like a desk with, with pencil things and all this and light coming in a window. So that was the shot that they decided they wanted me to recreate in a centerfold. So I did my first eight by 10 with her. Mm -hmm. Now get this. I had never shot with an eight by 10 view camera before. I had no idea what it was about or anything. Yeah, now, that's right. Wow. That all the other guys is like next all the other level. guys had gone to like freaking colleges yeah. and went to But these, you understand like, light, school. David. People study the light and the way you paint the light in your photos. But it was this was a uh, anyway. You just had so, it though. You saw that. You you have so that what I did. Don't. So what I did was I got my assistants to meet me over the weekend and we set up the eight by 10 and I practiced how to use it. And I'm not kidding. So that on Monday morning, when I had to do her first shoot, Uh I was ready to go. But now there's better. I had no diffusion on the lens. So when the first film came back, it was sharp as a tack. And when they looked at, they go, um, uh, they looked at it and said, David, this is, this doesn't look like playboy. It's too sharp. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, you know how to make it. You know, you know how to make it look like that, right? I go, oh yeah, sure. I had no idea. So <laughs> I, I go back opportunity. <laughs> so I go back to my office, and I'm sitting there, all concerned and everything. And so Pompeo was in the office next to me. Remember Pompeo Pozar? Oh god, he was one of the. He go was ahead with and the legend. magazine. He is, yeah. He legend. had already started. He was already with the magazine. He was already kind of older then when I went to work for them in my twenties. So he comes to my office, he sits down and he goes, uh, I maybe, hear maybe you- quickly tell our, our viewers yeah. and our listeners who Pompeo is just so they know. Yeah. Pompeo started with playboy God in the late fifties or, or was it the early he 60s? Was with wow, them One of the that, longest. Yes. He's wow, one of the yes. longest playboy I, photographers. Cool. Absolutely. His images. So he was like mm. already a legend mm-hmm. at the magazine. And then sure. Richard Fegley came along, was in the Chicago office. Nice. And That's to me, honestly, <laughs> those were my Richard. two, those were my two favorite photographers. And, and uh, also my, my kind of my icons and who I wanted to emulate, who I wanted to be as, wanted to try to be as good as them. Aww. I knew I wouldn't you be, but that, I wanted Richard? to try. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, I, 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 I will say this, that I, to this day, shoot similar to Richard's way of doing things, which was kind of all over the place. And that's the way I've always lit, mm-hmm. all over the place. And he's, but anyway. he's who shot me, and I'll never forget, just because you, you know, we'll, we'll, we don't get to interview him, but I loved him so much. And 
I was a baby baby. So when I, and I, oh, yeah. I, even though I was in Las Vegas, I was a Chicago girl, you know, I flew into Chicago to test with Richard and he mm -hmm. said, get me a teddy bear. He was so funny because I really was, I was 18. I was just out of high school. I had my friendship bracelets still on and he made a joke about it. He goes, go get me a teddy bear. Give her a teddy bear. <laughs> and, 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 but he was wonderful. We became family, but Yes. I mean, I, I understand. Anyway, I'm grateful that I got to shoot with oh, him. Oh, oh, oh. Anyway, on. thank you. Thank something. you for men got, mentioning him. Yeah. I have to grab something, though. This That's is fine. very important. Okay. Right okay. okay. Yeah. It is sad that Richard can't, you know, he was legendary. Yeah. I am grateful that I got yeah, to I shoot with him. him. I'm grateful I got to shoot with David. Right. Did you shot with David? Oh yeah, I've shot with David. Yeah, a lot. see, I was Some one of the of only ones because I was uh, photos or yeah are from David. Yeah, and I I always wished that I had, but I you know I am grateful, especially with Richard not being here. Anyway, because I'm still going to shoot with David. I'm ready. Uh. <laughs> I want to shoot with David Macy. Uh oh. Wait, we lost uh -oh, your audio. We lost your audio. Can you hear me now? Um, yes. Are you plugged in though? Because you sound no. 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 This is perfect. This no. is gonna be our best episode. Yeah, like we can hear you now. Can we? Mm -hmm. Can you hear me now? Nope. What happened? Now can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Very okay. loud and clear. Okay, so here's what happened. So um, I'm in the studio and I'm standing there pondering what the heck am I going to do about this, this, this softness, this diffusion, when in walks Pompeo and he walks up to me and he has something in his hand and he goes, I hear that you're not diffusing your eight by 10. We have to diffuse it. It's way too sharp. And he goes, I get this material in Paris and I really like you, David. And I want you to, to be successful. And he gave this to me. And this is the actual. Oh, my God. I just got so goosebumps. Cool. I always get goosebumps. This is the material that I used on my centerfold shots from that I day forward. I love it, David. How neat. That's and I've so kept special. it ever since. And I have goosebumps talking about this uh, because it was so special to me. He was like, that was that was something no photographer would ever do for anybody because that was like the secret. secret. That's the secret sauce. It's like him passing on his baton to. That's yeah. like passing the legend handing off the baton. Now, pretty uh, much, yes, that's what it was. What and, are, and, what, just it does make me curious. What's one of your fa uh, favorite images that he did of maybe a famous person that? Well, it was a centerfold that he did, and I'm trying to remember her name, but she was with a jukebox, I think it was, or something. Um, that he did a centerfold of her, and I loved it. But he did so many. Mm. But um, you know, it, now that we're on the topic of film, um, you know, obviously Playboy was used real film. <laughs> That's oh, what we yeah. shot with, um, and now time. everything's digital. And I know that you shoot digital too. But what's your preference? Oh God, is, um, is that a hard one? I would, uh, you know, if if, if it were if the world were to go upside down and digital would be would go away suddenly. I would be one of the few people in the world that would be the most famous, one of the most famous That knows how to work with film. Because you know what you're doing. Film and yeah. learned on film. Right. Wow. But because it's pretty much everybody's shooting everything now and the cameras are so 
good and they pretty much can just shoot whatever's in a room. And it's easier. I, all of the post is so, it's so much, it, it There's so much post for that can be you. Done. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah, Back because in those days, people don't realize. Everything sorry. had to be captured in camera and the eight by 10 saw everything. everything. Yeah, I imagine. So, uh, the, so this is what makes it so special for me to have worked for the magazine. There was the Dorothy Stratton story, yeah. the Pompeo Posar story, the story with Richard. There, did, I sent you, I think, a Polaroid of Richard and I. Yeah, we're actually going to put that up. Uh, okay, I yeah. sent that because that was very special. I, I was, I, I, I thought Richard was like a lighting god. And I wanted to be like him so much. I, I mean, I adored Pompeo. Try being on a Richard, raft with him in Jamaica. Naked. I'm sure. I'm sure. It's a Done lot of that. Fun. <laughs> Try being in a waterfall with a bed in a waterfall and Did him. Oh, yes. He stuck a bed in a Dunn's River Falls. Oh, I, yeah, I, I remember uh, I, the, everyone was yelling at him, Richard, you're going to kill us. You're going to kill her. She's going to go down. And I was right with him. I worked with them because I'm, and I was like, you know, loving this. It was, but anyway, was so I thought different. you might get a kick out of that loving him like you do because. I'm telling you, we had a bed in a waterfall and he went and found a bed in Jamaica, you know, an old frame bed and the, and oh, this flowing awesome. down the waterfall. And yes, he was so meticulous and he knew what he wanted mm -hmm. and he would not take no for an answer. I mean, he made everybody step back. Okay, she might die, but we're getting <laughs> this shot. <laughs> One of the small camera photos I sent you of Susie shot was Dunn's River Falls. Wow. I shot there. Oh, that really? just gave me goosebumps oh, again. Exactly. Yeah, wow. I did. I oh, went there and shot my Susie there. Hold on. Wow. Jesus. So um, anyway, there was all this kind of intertwining kind of thing with everybody. And and then, it, oh, and the other part of it, let's go back. Wait, no, uh, that's picking can, up on the mic. I know. We can stop it for a second. And, and I can't wait to second. show pictures of Give me a second. Richard, because this is a nice homage to Richard. I think it's beautiful yeah. that you're showing your, you know, a lot. Respect as Yes, and as oh, legend. Well, okay, so okay. She's having a hot flash. We're going to get back to okay. this this exact thought because okay. you're a legend in in. For you no, to... I wish I was. But well, no, no, you are, David. You are. Your image. You have incredible images, but it is because you learned from the best. I, the I, best. I tried to. The I wanted to be friend. like them. Yeah. I wanted to be Pompeo and Richard. Right here. Poor Echo. She's. Because I'm fucking dying. She, I think and she I can't picked. Put anything over my edit ears. this out. She picked up street drugs. I told her not to. I was terrified. Street <laughs> drugs. There was a man. I don't know. I. I. I was running. I ran. Okay. Okay, oh here we are. I'm, I'm sorry. Here we go. That's okay. No apologies necessary. We're here. Um, uh, since you were in the Chicago office, did you work with like half much or get to have much encounters? Not really. Encounters with him? Not really. Because no. not until I went actually out to LA uh, did I have any real encounters with him. Other than the time he came to Chicago in the 80s unannounced and walked into the studio and while I was shooting a cinephobe, by the way. Wow, that's such a cool what? And I, yes. and I, and I think I sent the photo to you last you, yeah, time. Yeah, yep. That's the and one he when you're looking up, down. And that he was your Pepsi. first time that you met Hef. The Absolutely very first time you met Were oh you like, god. oh my God. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I, I mean, well, what happened was I was I was shooting it and then all of a sudden the model who was facing this way behind I was facing her, she's like, mouth comes up and I go, <laughs> I bet. What are you doing? And she's like, 
And she's just like seeing a ghost, right? And, I'm like, and I turn and it's him and, and his uh, assistant walking toward me. I'm like, shit, that's Hef. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, Mr. Hefner, how are you? He goes, hi, I, I'm, you know, I'm Hef. I, 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 hi, sir, I'm David, David Misi. He goes, oh, um, shooting a gatefold, I see. And I go, yes, sir. And he goes, well, do you have something you can show me? I'm like, uh, yeah, I have a Polaroid. And right I take here. him over to the table. And that's when they were looking at it. And he's got his Pepsi can. And he's like, oh, this is a nice start. And I, I go, thank you, sir. And anyway, that was it. That was that how is, I met That's him. wild. I mean, talk about like a unique experience because that never occurred probably ever to You're anybody like, except you. There's the boss. It's like bizarre. Boss. So he's that's, real. That's an awesome he's half real. story. <laughs> he really is real. I he's swear. Real. I saw him. He walked no. in the studio. <laughs> thank goodness. Was he wearing his bathrobe? Did he have his pipe? <laughs> And so thank goodness his photographers shot it and I ended up somehow getting a copy of it. Thankfully, they were nice enough to give me a copy. Yeah, of it. such a great and, photo. Yeah. I it's mean, awesome. otherwise, if I told that story, people are like, yeah, sure. Sure. I know. Right. right. They're like, oh. but I have proof. I have so that picture. Should we ask him now or in, in closing, because we had a quicker one right now. Um, uh, uh, Kayla, how much time do we have left? Okay. Oh, good. Okay. So let's go. My clock um, was wrong. We can snip this up. Yes. I didn't. Yes. That's what I thought. That's why I was feeling that. Here, go. Let's, let's okay. do this. Let's okay. do that. And then. Um, but those are great. This is so yeah, great. Yeah. yeah so we're going to ask some some standard questions. Do you have any like standout memories of um of like photo shoots with Playmates or like events with oh, Playmates God. or. <laughs> Anything in particular? Well, I mean, there, there. I have to say, hundreds. I mean, uh, I, yeah. I, I mean, every every photo shoot that I went on, I, I, I was. It was like a new adventure for me. I, I was like, God, I started in my twenties, and and I, I was just. Uh, it was like um, it was surreal. I mean, oh, I, I, I bet. and and I always thought of myself, honest to goodness, as just a photographer. I never thought of myself as a playboy photographer i never really blew i never blew that up or anything yeah because because well for one thing the standards were so high yeah i was always just under stress thinking oh shit am i gonna uh, it was work I mean, it's work yeah oh, i mean i go i i can't screw this shoot up i've, I've got uh, i could be on my game and, and it was every time i went out to do a photo shoot be it at the studio be it um out on location somewhere in the world and and it was always in the back of my mind because you have to realize this too. Playboy never did reshoots. We never right, did right. reshoots. Mm. So when we were sent to do a pictorial, you did it. You came back with finished fo- uh, pr- uh, product, beautiful images of every p- woman you photographed, or it was next. Yeah. Yep, next. Know. It was done. Yeah. I mean, so, and, and that's well, one that's, of the things that I mean, that's what all of the guests say is like the caliber of work that that Hef expected. Oh, and it, and would demand out none. of everybody. But he knew. But he also was an expert in terms of putting the people in the right positions where he knew that they. But spared meet no his expense. demands. But spared, spared no, no expense, expense and to that's, get that. But yep. that's why he knew. If yep. this doesn't work, there's a reason why. Yep. When I went and tested in Chicago, it was an interesting thing. It was a beautiful set. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was just my test photo, but they were doing a Playmate pic- pictorial. And it was, I mean, I had never seen such an elaborate set. I've done movies oh, no. now and, and and I have yet. Right. Do you hear the sirens right. are coming to get us? Um, I have yet to see, 
I have yet to see um, uh, sets as elaborate and as beautiful and and so well lit and every Mm -hmm. detail. Well, a girl wasn't working on this bicycle. It was a bicycle as if it was in a French cafe. I mean, it looked like it was a bicycle in front of a French cafe in in Paris, and it was beautiful. On a sunny day, and yes, it like a sunny- and the and the poor girl that they were shooting, done. No, didn't work. And it was Ooh, something. How so how hard would that hurt just, if you got denied? <laughs> and so then they said, you know what? Instead of tearing it down, we'll just use it for the test shoot. You know, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. and that was exactly. my test shoot. Exactly. Was on the bicycle that the poor girl didn't work out. <laughs> would you say? And and I'm sure the answer is going to be yes to this, but. Um, Working for Playboy the amount of years that you did, and this is actually an interesting factoid. So everybody that we've interviewed thus far, and this just speaks volumes to the company and to Hugh Hefner as a man and as a boss, mentor, whatever you want to call him, um, your ability to produce what you produce now at this era in your life and this mm-hmm. this career that you have been in now for, what, four decades, three decades? Yeah. four um, decades. If it was not for Playboy, do you expect that your work would be as classic and on point as it is? No, no. I think that Playboy was my university and my, um, I guess you'd call it doctoral that I in photography that I received while going there and, and working for that for that magazine. Right. It was it was one of those things that where you had to step up. And I had to go above and beyond where my ability was when I first started right. to work for the magazine. And I knew that. And, and I would come in. And one of the reasons I got hired was when Playboy brought me to Chicago uh, in early 1980 and, and put me up at the Drake for a month. And that's, so that's where we would always stay yes, at the yeah. <laughs> or the Knickerbocker. Yeah. I got to stay yeah. at the Knickerbocker. <laughs> and, and I and so I was there all that time. So not only did I go to the office every day on the weekends, I would go in and practice my lighting. And they saw that and, and they realized that this guy was this guy really wants this. And that's yeah. when I got asked to come to work for him. So um, and that was one of the things was and, and I never. I never took it for granted. I never took any photos. And photo Hef for knew, and that must feel so. It, it's such a testimony to your work and your work ethic because he did. Work, he yeah, your work ethic. Absolutely, sure. it was oh, loyalty it, and it was perfection. Everybody who we have spoken to thus far says the same thing that Hef brought them to a level they didn't even know was inside of them. That's been fascinating to hear. I mean, we were we were literally just saying right now when we were getting our hair and makeup done that just having a the professional um, Playboy makeup artist on hand, the difference that it makes on us for us to show up to set. And then when we have done other, you know, um, jobs, gigs, whatever, it's, it's just like nothing compares. Sadly. And again, it's just yeah. the caliber of the when you Playboys. work for and with Playboy, you're the best of the best. Yes. It just is. Yes. And that was the thing that a lot of people, um, when, when I would travel, they would ask me, or, well, first off, when I would travel, everybody would say to me, you're not anything like I thought you'd be. Cause right. I was like super nice and sweet. I was like a sweet guy. I was raised that way. <laughs> You're a Southern boy. <laughs> I was a Southern boy. And, and, and so when they would meet me, they're like, Oh, they were, they, you're not wearing gold chains and you know, uh, <laughs> See, open shirt. People, and all this kind of stuff. Funny People have those funny ideas. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm just a regular guy. I'm just happen to be a pretty decent photographer. And they're like, yeah, but that's like, 
Jesus, that's not what we thought you were going to be. But, <laughs> but, but that's what made us also different from everybody else. We were not the perception. We were way beyond the perception. Right. And that's, that's why we were so successful at photographing women without their clothes on and making them feel comfortable while doing so. Right. And that's what made the magazine great. And that's something that I am hoping to try to continue, by the way. And I'm going to throw this little plug out there. Oh, no, I'm, you know, I, I, I wouldn't even say hoping. I would yes, say Yes, please 1, plug, what, plug like whatever you're doing is going to be. David Macy, tell us about everything <laughs> your <us>. legendary <laughs> self is doing. Spill the beans, honey. Tell the world what David I'm, Macy is I'm working is on bringing. something that I, I, I don't want to say what it is exactly because I don't want to jinx it. But it would be something that would involve my photography which I think right now is at the pinnacle. It's the best I've ever been done. I've ever yeah. done, to be oh, honest. Wow. I'm at, I am where I'm, I, I'm way the above what I was. The girls just aren't as good because they're not playmates. They're just not. I'm just totally <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding well, to anyone who is shot with him. Generation. I don't want anything. But I'm, I'm going to be finding girls that are of that equivalency. Oh, Believe yeah. me. Well, you see the girls that I photograph. Yes. That I post yeah. on oh, Facebook? beautiful. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so uh, I'm, I still have that ability to find that quality yes. yeah. and to work with them. So um, I'm hoping to maybe somewhere down the road, be able to assemble something and do something that's going to be my legacy beyond being a playboy photographer, maybe something else. And that's all I can say for now. Okay. Well, okay. When this thing comes out <laughs> you will be a, coming back on the show to yes i will it. I know what it is and i'm totally confident okay, it's gonna okay. be a home run well we're so. excited no, for no, you no. david and for everything that you're doing we yeah. really are Thank so you. we have um we like to um wrap up our interview with two questions for everybody okay, <clears throat> okay. um you go first well the two questions are um so if, it's a, if, a three words that describe. Yeah, and then three. If yes, you yes. Were able to three. Say anything, so so three words that describe Hef. Oh. First of all, and then we're going to ask you to say anything that you could have said to him, in his you know in, in memoriam or to his face before he passed. Before he passed. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, you did you read my opportunity. You read my obit that I posted on Facebook, right? When yeah. he did pass yeah. in 2017, where I said. Uh, Playboy was Hef and Hef was Playboy. That's what I wrote. And and yeah. that's what I would have said. To and him it absolutely, yes. It's true. No other person could ever uh, fill his shoes. Yeah. Uh, and the three words would probably be ultimate entrepreneur. That's two words, sorry. That's um, brilliant. Yes. Yes. And um oh gosh. Um the third one, um, brilliant, and just a, a megastar among all the publishing people it's ever been. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that I think people, especially the media, took has has kind of t taken him too lightly and or looked at. All, only on the dark side of things and tried to bring yeah, out the dark well, side of things. That's what media does. And that's why Which we're this doing is this. Exactly this is exactly why we're doing this, David. Because, yeah. because for someone to make it, and I'm a capitalist, sorry, <laughs> but oh, so uh, when, oh, when someone makes it to that level and builds an empire from nothing, from nothing, Correct. from an idea, yeah. 
and it also helps shape some wonderful things in American Society history. Society and culture as we know who's it Who's truly an icon, one of the few icons of American history yeah. from the 50s on. How can you not? How can who you just not? act like he was no yeah. big deal yeah. and cancel you yeah. know, oh, well, I'm sorry that that weird, actually, li- not weird lifestyle no. or whatever people are saying. Yeah, this cancel hey, culture bullshit. No, it does know, not apply. This freedom, is history. This and, is history. This is facts. This is what occurred. This is who he was. Yes. This is what he did. So that's what we're and if doing. If you have a problem with it, then go on or actually learn about it and learn something that's actually fascinating. Yes. You know? He was also, he also yeah. was instrumental in breaking down the racial barrier. Absolutely. He had black entertainers at all the Playboy clubs yeah. mm-hmm. before anybody. Yeah. When it was real Segregation. Such an advocate. Oh, Real yeah. racism, like horrible black water fountain. White. For human rights, period. And not only when like women, women, women were rights, not being paid, rights, what yeah. men were yeah. being paid, not only would he put women, but black women in mm-hmm. positions mm-hmm. that. BJ, it remember was, BJ? Oh, yes, I love BJ. Oh, I mean, BJ. I yeah. God bless um, you. We wish you were here. Yeah, I he, mean, but I mean, he, yeah, he had race relations. Women in the top, the upper echelons of all the different. Um, uh, parts of Playboy's uh, company, everything from uh, from the advertising to yeah. publicity to editorial. Butlerises at the class act. Hands down. Well, he didn't look. He, and it, and the it, way we yeah. should be as human beings, he didn't yeah. look at color. He didn't look. He didn't look at the times. He no. was ahead of his time, and it right. seems that for the most part, he was on the right side of history. Absolutely. And I don't know why people aren't looking at that with Hugh Hefner, the man, because uh, really he was. And and the more we find out, you hear of you know his. He would never go around tooting his own horn about any philanthropy he was doing. No, he, he was so humble. He would never say, and everyone who we've spoken to, he would never say, I did this. Yeah, I yeah. had Sammy Davis Jr. when no one would have him. And, yeah. and he wouldn't say those things because it was just right. And he saw talent and he saw skill. And it wasn't, he didn't do that as a statement. He didn't say, oh, I'm going to hire women and black women. No, if he saw someone with talent, like we were saying, puts the right people on the team is why he had such mm-hmm. a very powerful yeah. living, breathing brand and empire. It's the people yeah, that Because he did it. the yeah. right thing when it came to, yeah, he didn't, he didn't look at, at what everyone else was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I love was, it. Uh, it was, it was a, um, a time when this was not even expected to happen right. and he did it and it blew up. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, he, he basically helped change the world in a way. And and they're yeah. now, I think they're wanting to bring him down a little bit. They're trying to knock him down and like they do everybody. I mean, Jesus, oh, yeah. if I, if I do what I want to do, God help me, please don't let him try to do that to me, <laughs> but you know, they will, but I mean, it's, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm at an age where I don't, really care. Yeah, none of us <laughs> I just do wanna, anymore. I just want to I just want to do something. I I know there's a lot of old Playboy readers out there that would love to see a little bit of classic Playboy come back. Mm-hmm. So well, we'll, I hope that we have no. tons of listeners that hear this and that's, that's and would good. like a taste of that. So That's what we're here to do, people. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes. Preach well, David, on. Thank you so 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 very much Aww. for coming on the show thank again. Thank you, David. And, You're welcome. Uh, You're soon, welcome. I love it. I and love you it. sound great. Yeah. And and well, much, thank yeah. you so much. So um, you will definitely you'll be back on the show for sure. Yes. Um, we're gonna head into interviewing some playmates. 
Oh, uh, anybody I know? Barbara Moore and Oh, tell Barbara hi. Tell Barbara hi. I want to photograph Barbara, too. I I hear she looks great. She Uh, does, but we don't, so we're not going to take photos with you. (laughs) No, Barbara, I'm going to be talking to Barbara. Um, Yeah, she's gorgeous. So Carrie Stevens, Barbara Moore, Renee Tennyson, and Brandy. Tell Renee hi. Tell Renee hi, too. We will. We will. Is Rosie going to be with her? Her sister? Uh -uh. No. No, I photographed right. Rosie a ton. Oh. Um, who else? Who else? Anybody else I know? No. Well, not was, today. Not, not today. today but yeah. but yes, we'll have more Playmate of the Year roundtables, Playmate roundtables. We're having a ball with this. Awesome. So, yes. Awesome. We'll tell everybody I said hello. We, we, we love you so much. Thank we you love so much you, for David. joining. We'll talk soon. You, you guys take care. Bye. 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 <laughs> 